Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we've got plenty to say. We'll fulfill two little requests, do some bouncing around, and lend a hand. Quite some time ago, listener Michael requested a couple of records by Mike Markell's orchestra. I couldn't fulfill his request at the time, and said I'd keep looking, but it kinda got lost in the mix. I'm happy that Michael reminded me again last week, and his persistence has paid off. Here's the first of his two requests, Two Little Wooden Shoes.
I played Two Little Bluebirds back in 2015 by Carl Fenton's orchestra, but there you have it by Alfredo's band, Alfredo being Alfredo Gill, recording in London in October of 1926. That's from Edison Bell winner 4517, and Two Little Bluebirds was written by Oscar Hammerstein II and Jerome Kern. Before that, Two Little Wooden Shoes by Mike Markell's orchestra from OK78-4680, made in August of 1922. Two Little Wooden Shoes was written by James F. Hanley and is from the two-act, 32-scene musical review, Spice of 1922, which opened at the Winter Garden Theater on July 6th. You had 85 chances to catch it before September 9th. This was an instrumental, but there are words which were written by Jack Stanley. There we had two little instrumentals. Now, here are two little vocals.
the third floor And honey, they're meant for somebody like you Cause in those two little rooms I'm so weary I need someone near me, somebody like you Why, there's a dream room that hides in the wall And there's a kitchen that's awfully small But there are two little rooms on the third floor And honey, there's room for somebody like you a wonderful example of why dime store records are not to be shunned or dismissed. Not a Gershwin or Berlin standard, but a nice peppy dance tune played with a much more than competent dance band. And you gotta love the bell chords in that arrangement by Charles L. Cook of Two Little Rooms, written by Lee Tisch. I couldn't find any information whatsoever about Lee Tisch or anything else written by him, which is too bad. That was an Adrian Schubert outfit credited as the Hollywood Dance Orchestra on Banner 7078 from April 10, 1928. And you probably recognize the vocalist as Irving Kaufman. Before that, violinist Sid Lipton directing the new Grosvenor House Band in London on October 23, 1934 with Two Little Flies on a Lump of Sugar. I agree. That's from Sterno 78, number 1531, and Two Little Flies on a Lump of Sugar was written by Irving Kale and Sammy Fain. You'd think those two extremely talented songwriters could have come up with a little more sanitary analogy. Well, nice song nonetheless. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, my wife, son, and some of his high school friends were big fans of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and we would all regularly attend midnight screenings of the film at the local theater. Not to the point of dressing up in costume, but we did bring along all of the requisite props, including toilet paper, confetti, water pistols, playing cards, flashlights, rubber gloves, and various noisemakers. And, of course, we would yell back at the screen all the appropriate lines, such as, That'll be a first. You would, would you? And how strange was it? 
as well as some much more crude lines, such as whenever Brad Major's name is said, no shit, Sherlock, and where's your neck? There were also lines to be yelled back at the screen during extended pauses between dialogue, such as, I see you shiver with anticipation. Say it, say it. So what prompted that little lesson in Rocky Horror etiquette? Well, listener Michael's other request was for the tune, Say It, while dancing. Here's Mike Markell's orchestra again.
In the last segment, you heard Irving Kaufman with the Hollywood Dance Orchestra, directed by Adrian Schubert. Nathan Glantz also used the pseudonym Hollywood Dance Orchestra on the banner label, but we just heard the Nathan Glantz Orchestra as the Hollywood Players on Jeanette 3264, March 4, 1926. That was Arthur Fields singing the Harry Richmond lyric to Abner Silver's tune, I don't believe it, but say it again. And before that, Mike Markell's orchestra once again with Say It While Dancing, also composed by Abner Silver. OK 4672 was recorded in August of 1922 and was also released on the Apex label in Canada and on Parlophone in the UK. Well, we haven't quite said our piece. We've got some more things to say. Here's Benny Kruger's orchestra. Thank you. 
this, said Thomas Edison. I'll reproduce the human voice as soon as it is done. John Cruzy was a workman, as painful as could be. But when he saw that little sketch, he laughed and said, we'll see. In 1877, on a golden summer day, the model was completed, and they tried it right away. The men with Edison marveled when they heard the tinfoil say, Mary had a little lamb, and the Edaphone had come to say, Go say it to the Edaphone, just as easy as to desk you'll find it every day. A business pal that does things just your way. So say it to the Edaphone. You can dictate while you sit alone. Always ready night and day to speed your letters on their way. So say it to the Edaphone. When Thomas Edison developed the phonograph in 1877, he was trying to make a machine that would record telephone messages, and in June of 1878, he thought the best use of the invention would be for letter writing and all kinds of dictation without the aid of a stenographer. In 1896, Edison started the National Phonograph Company, which manufactured phonographs for home entertainment. 
Edison introduced a new business phonograph dictating system in 1905 to compete with Alexander Graham Bell's more popular and less expensive dictaphone machines manufactured by Columbia. In 1916, an improved machine, known as the Ediphone, was introduced and sold steadily into the 1920s. We just heard Billy Jones and Ernest Hare with Say It to the Ediphone, written by Art Walsh, for the 50th anniversary of the phonograph. That was recorded by Edison on December 22, 1926, but was a limited release not available to the general public. Before that was Benny Kruger's orchestra and Say It With a Ukulele, composed by Art Conrad. Benny Kruger played saxophone and Harry Reeser played ukulele on Brunswick 2549, recorded December 12, 1923. As great-grandparents, an announcement in our church email list by a couple who are new great-grandparents caught my eye. Our great-granddaughter, Adeline, is a girl, but their great-grandchild, Eli, is a boy, whom they described as a bouncing baby boy. Now, why it is that all baby boys seem to be described as bouncing, I have no idea, but I'm glad they are because it provides me the topic for this set of rapidly rotating records about bouncing, starting off with Sam Manning being heard for the first time on the show. Settled down in New York town, started to move around, stepped out of Cedar Town. Susan was quite untainted, but soon as she got acquainted, started to move around, stepped out of Cedar Town. Last night on a bending knee, I heard Susan sing. Mama would be angry when she gets to know. Papa would be angry. When he gets to know, when Donna Joya got me this bouncing baby boy in this New York town. Donna Joya got me this bouncing baby boy in this New York town. Oh, Mr. Please, Mister, won't you marry me? Oh, Mr. Please, Mister, won't you marry me? Now, if you want to marry me, I'll throw myself in the sea rather than live to disgrace my family in the West Indies. Got me a bouncing baby boy in this New York town. I 
on a joy I got me a bump and made me more Lou Stone and his band, March 30th, 1935, with The Bouncing Ball, written by Frank Trumbauer, who recorded it with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra the year before. Sam Manning was born in Trinidad in 1898 or 99, where he worked as a chauffeur and jockey before enlisting in the Middlesex Infantry Regiment of the British Army in World War I and served in France, Egypt, and Palestine. Following the war, he toured Britain in a minstrel show and returned to Trinidad, where he entertained in vaudeville shows. He relocated to New York City in the early 20s, where he had a 35-year career as an actor and vaudeville artist. 
Between 1924 and 1930, he produced a series of recordings of jazzified West Indies music, and we heard Manning's composition, Bouncing Baby Boy, about the plight of an unmarried mother, from Brunswick's Race Series, catalog number 7026, recorded February 2, 1928. And we're not quite through bouncing around. We're going to bounce over to Kansas City. Here's Benny Moten.
Adrian and his taproom gang, who were bouncing in rhythm on June 14, 1935, from Victor 25208. Bouncing in Rhythm was written by Wingy Minone. The Adrian in Adrian and his taproom gang was, of course, Adrian Rollini, and the taproom in taproom gang refers to Adrian's taproom, the bar inside New York City's Hotel President, which Adrian Rollini began managing in 1935. The 15-story hotel president opened at 234 West 48th Street in 1928 with 387 rooms. It was designed by architect Hyman Isaac Feldman, whose career spanned from 1921 to 1978, during which he designed more than 2,500 apartment buildings, public schools, post offices, synagogues, and other non-resident buildings. The Hotel President building is still very much with us, but is now the Gallivant Times Square. Before Adrian Rollini was Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra with Bouncin' Round, written by Ted Raff, not to be confused with the 1923 Bouncing Around, written by Peter Bocage and Armand Piron. That was recorded in Lincoln Hall in Kansas City on Halloween 1930, and issued on Victor 23030. The Lincoln Building opened in 1921 at 18th and Vine in Kansas City. It served the African-American community with Matlaws, a fine men's clothing store on the ground floor, and professional offices such as dentists on the second. But on the top floor of the red brick building was Lincoln Hall, a hot spot for jazz bands and dancing. And I'm happy to report the Lincoln Building is also still with us. I'm the still-standing Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. A couple of years ago, my friend, the incredibly talented and creative pianist and composer, and all-around nice guy, Sam Post, bruised his right hand. No slouch he, Sam used the time his right hand was incapacitated, to explore and compose piano music for the left hand alone. He quickly regained the use of his right hand, but became fascinated, if not obsessed, with piano music for the left or right hand alone, and has since composed probably close to a couple dozen piano pieces for one hand. Last week, Sam live-streamed a concert of more than a dozen of his one-hand compositions, and as he explained, in sometimes technical terms, one-hand piano is A, great, B, far different, and C, not at all inferior to two-hand piano, 
And I'll add that it's not simple, but highly intricate. As Sam demonstrated, it can also be written in a wide variety of styles, including classical, gospel, and ragtime. And if you weren't watching him play, you'd likely not even realize he was playing one-handed. Please visit SamuelJPost.com to find out all about Sam and his music, and search on YouTube for Sam Post, or Facebook for Sam Post Piano, where you can see his concert, Five Fingers, Piano Music for One Hand at a Time. So with best wishes to Sam, and hoping to be able to see and hear him in person very soon, here's a set of one-handed, rapidly rotating records. Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Anytime you do, there should be trouble brewing. You may think two-timing is a dangerous sport, but there's no harm in cheating if you don't get caught. Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Anytime you do, there should be trouble brewing. There's two easy ways to get yourself in Dutch. Both of them are shooting off your mouth too much. Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Someone's bound to see you at the baseball game Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing Anytime, anytime you do, there should be trouble brewing If you got a gal that you're really wild about Don't tell everybody they'll cut you out Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing Early one morning, the blues came. 
Since my baby went away It seems like this whole world is upside down It was his right hand friend That taken my baby away It was his right hand friend That taken my baby away But I may get lucky And win her back again someday Well, it just keeps on raining Looks like the sun don't shine no more Well, it just keeps on raining Looks like the sun just won't shine no more If something don't change, you will find crepe hanging on my door. I'm going down to the pawn shop and buy me a great big knife. I'm going down to the pawn shop. And buy me a great big knife If I see those two people again Someone is going to lose a life No more right hand friends This will be the end Don't take everybody to be your friend
when you fall in love. Everybody seems to know, and that's when friendship seems to end. Even your best friend wants to steal your bone. If you dare to leave your babe alone, then a swarm of hungry bees try to grab the honey meant for you, but I just want to tell you these. If you see my honey, if you see my honey, take a look at her, take a look at her, you can look, but if you touch my baby, you'll get somewhere, it will hurt you maybe. When you see her coming, when you see her coming, don't think you're in fault. I'll paint a sign that says she is mine, hands off, hands off, hands off. Left hand, right hand, and no hands. Never Let Your Left Hand Know What Your Right Hand's Doin' was written by Charles Avery and Lil Armstrong, and they recorded it in 1929. I have that record, but not in the best of shape, so we started off this underhanded, less-than-two-hand segment with Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five with Louis himself providing the vocal on their April 29, 1940 recording on Decca 7777. Next was Right Hand Friend, performed by Bill Gaither, credited as Leroy's Buddy on Decca 7606 from June 23, 1938, accompanied on piano by Honey Hill. Bill Gaither was friends with fellow blues singer, songwriter, and pianist Leroy Carr, and following Carr's death in 1935, Gaither was often credited as Leroy's Buddy. We finished up with our old friend Irving Kaufman and Hands Off, from Victor 17589, recorded April 17, 1914. Harry Von Tilzer wrote the tune, and Andrew B. Sterling the words. And as a reminder, please check out Sam Post's website at samueljpost.com. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. 